welcome back to Girls Talk Football. Um, we're on our third team this week, breaking down the AFC North Division. Today we are talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, really quick before we get into the Bengals, um, I have a couple of news items. I know schedules are coming out today. Um, there's a big deal because they're coming out 30 minutes early. Apparently they've never came out early, so everyone's making a big deal that it's 30 minutes earlier. Um, and then I also found some information on um, ticket policies as well. So um, if anyone has bought tickets, um, season tickets, group sales, things like that, they do have a policy in place um, for full refunds or using that for a future ticket if a game gets canceled or they decide not to have fans. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like you said, too, it's gotta be, there's got to be something significant added to this schedule if it's – Three minutes less. And that, that, that significance can probably be because of COVID-19. Like, mm-hmm. people are just eager to find out what it's going to be like. But weren't you saying that the the first five, the first four or five games would be home games? Yeah, division games. Division right? games, yeah. So, they were talking about the first four or five games being, yeah, within their division. So, that's um, one topic that I have on here that we're going to talk to Bengals today. Um, is that they only have them set to win five games um, because their first few games are in the AFC North, which, of course, is the Browns, the Steelers, and the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Which we're talking about right now, the division right now. Yeah. Have you have you seen anything like that, Craig? Have you read up on those uh, topics so far? Uh, I've, heard, I've read different rumors. Um, I've read some. Some people are speculating that they're going to be interdivision games. Um, some people are... Uh, speculating that it's going to be interconference games, so AFC versus AFC, NFC versus NFC. Okay. Um. So really, I I guess it's a mystery. Nobody's nobody's really figured it out at this point. But um, I guess we'll know in about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my guess is that if they do pretty much all interdivision play, um, you'll only see three of the first portion of games. Um, from each team because they like to they like to do some at the beginning and then they like to close out the year with those division games because they usually have playoff implications yeah okay exactly so um that's gonna be interesting how they're gonna set the schedule up yeah they have um, i read a thing too that they said that the chiefs are likely to host the uh regular season opener game too as well the thursday thursday night game is that what they the first regular regular the season opener game? Yeah, they said the Chiefs are hosting it like that. I can see that. That one. I can see the Super Bowl champs. I can see them hosting it. All right. Well, let's get into the Bengals. Um, I have a little bit harder of a time, to be honest, trying to find some <laughs> stuff on the Bengals. I'm not going to lie. Um, but they are one of twelve teams who have not won a Super Bowl. Um, they are also one of eight teams that have been to at least one Super Bowl but have not won a game. Um, so one thing that I did read is um, with the draft that they had, because they did have a really good draft class. You know, they had the first-round draft pick with Joe Burrow, their quarterback, who was the Heisman winner. Um, he's actually the third consecutive Heisman winner to be drafted first hmm. in the draft. So um, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, Joe Burrow? Let's see. Joe Burrow. I think he's a good, solid quarterback. Um, he's a little, he's like, what, 22 or 23? He's not young, is he? He's not like 19 or 20, right? I don't, I don't think so. I think he's, I think he's my age. So we see a lot of players get young who are young and get drafted and are just, are, are, can't even drink yet, pretty much. Um, 
but uh, he's twenty three. Twenty three. Okay, so he's he's my age. So I think Joe Burrow is a very solid quarterback pick. I think he has a lot of potential. He's good size, six four, two twenty, big arm. You know, I think he's gonna fit good at any pretty much any NFL scheme he goes into. I mean, especially the Bengals. You know, um, at times they've had they've had you know decent offenses to good offenses. Um, but you know, I think that him going to Cincinnati, you already know he's gonna be starting. Which I think I, I knew Andy Dalton's time was up in Cincinnati, but I just think I have a feeling that they should maybe kept Andy Dalton was like, hey, look. We're going to keep you for a year, but Joe's going to be our guy. Can you mentor him? Mm-hmm. You know, that would that would be, I guess, some thinking that I think I would like to have for Joe Burrow because he's going to go in there with a second-year head coach, and he's going to be who knows what. Yeah. I have – it's going to be crazy. I have no, like, specific predictions of how he's going to do, but I'm just eager to see how he's going to adapt quickly. I'm always skeptical when when these guys are taking this high – um, you know, I, from for all appearances sake, you know, he, he should excel, but, uh, we've seen a lot of really talented guys, um, really fail because there's nobody really around them to help, you know, guys like David Carr, um, Tim couch, uh, Jamarcus Russell. Well, I mean, there's other reasons I think that he didn't he didn't succeed. I think, I think he was uh, too busy spending his money to read the playbook. Um, right. Yeah. We all know the stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they actually used to give him blank tapes to, to see if he was actually watching them. They'd say, Hey, did you watch that tape? And he'd say, yep. And they'd know he was lying cause they were blank, but that's, that's for <laughs> a different day. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm always skeptical. I'm always skeptical when these guys get taken this high and they don't really have a cast around them. It, at least they picked up T Higgins. Um, what they really need to do is they need like a Josh McCown style mentor in there. Um, you know, an order, an order guy that doesn't really have an expectation to play, uh, but it's been a brainiac in the league, probably a future coach. He needs one of those guys. Yeah. Well, and another thing, you know, um, going off of that, too, that I read today that I'm curious to see is, you know, French and I were just talking, too, that, you know, not only is the plays and, you know, it's not just throwing a football, it's also a chemistry between, you know, the players. And, you know, with this coronavirus and everything going on, they were talking that, you know, he might not even be able to throw a pass to an actual teammate until maybe July. Yeah, that'll definitely set set them back. The the it's kind of a advantage disadvantage the advantage is everybody's on a level playing field because nobody can at the same time you need time to develop that chemistry so the guys that are going to suffer are the ones that are with new teams or don't have the same receivers from the year before yeah right and uh chemistry is huge you know we mean to talk like she said talking about this before the podcast yeah, you just can't go out there and start throwing the ball to a receiver. I mean, no matter how experienced you come with it, it be a Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, a Brett Favre, they're, no matter how long they've been in the league, 20 years, they still have to go and build chemistry and timing with the receiver. Guarantee you Tom Brady is going to have to go down to Tampa Bay and build timing with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. It just has to happen. So, But you said it's an advantage that everybody's on the same playing field, disadvantage that, like, He's never played a single snap in the NFL, so it's eager to see how he picks up with the short amount of time and goes into the season. And 
I don't know. I think that I think Joe Burrow is a big topic for sure, and it's going to see how. I, I don't know what the expectation is for him. I don't know what the Bengals are. I mean, five games maybe uh, I mean, to win. Yeah, they're expected to say yeah, five games to win. The other thing too is we don't know how the preseason's going to shake out. I, I'm interested to see. Oh, true. You know, if they get an opportunity to play in the preseason, if they're going to be close scrimmages, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Because that's that's a lot of where the speed of the game starts picking up for these guys that are coming in from college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, going off, you know, the healthy and ready aspect, too, you know, you have A.J. Green, who he was out all year last year um, due to an ankle injury, and he got placed on injured reserve. However, they did place a franchise tag on him, um, I think, January of this year. Yes, that is correct. It is early this year. Mm-hmm. It was before coronavirus started. That's what we're referring to now, yeah. before coronavirus Before started. coronavirus. Um, I think A.J. Green, man, seven-time pro bowler. He has six seasons with 1,000 yards plus receiving. I think A.J. Green's very underrated. And I think Dalton was a good quarterback. I don't think he's what A.J. Green needed. And hopefully A.J. Green does need Joe Burrow. But, man, I, I just hope A.J. Green – I'm a fan of A.J. Green. I'm not a fan of the Bengals by any means necessary. I'm a fan of A.J. Green because I think he's been a receiver who's dealt with so much shit being a Cincinnati Bengal that I think he's ready to, like, see some success because well, he's been in league for nine years now. A little sidetrack here. Yeah. I did um, read an article today that the head coach um, actually came out as being at fault for the Bengals not playing the best, and he kind of said, you know, took the blame off of Andy Dalton, and they're kind of like, you know, the quarterback's the guy that usually always takes the fault, but you know, there's better things that I could have done as a coach as well to help the team be better. I agree. I agree. I think, I think... But he got let go, so. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have all this respect in the world for A.J. Green. I think he's got a ton of talent. But based on the injury history of late in his age, uh, you know, he's 31. He's got a few seasons under his belt. I'm a little surprised they spent that franchise tag money on him. Yeah, yeah, I was a little surprised too when I saw that, especially after uh, injured you, you know, and he didn't play at all. There's mm-hmm. so many question marks there. I mean, most teams I would suspect would let him hit the market, and they probably could have ended up re-signing him. They could have outbid people and still paid less, if you ask me. Yeah. Right. I agree. I agree. It's gonna be interesting. I think the biggest question is AJ Green. You know, I think that he deserves some success. Do I think he'll win a uh, Super Bowl in his? career probably not but i think he definitely does a little there's a lot of specs especially too like you know you're a fan of a inner division team i mean we're not Bengals fans by any means but man we we can give the respect the player deserves in that you know we want to see the success he has too so it's gonna be interesting to see how the Bengals do this year i mean i just find a lot of high hopes but you never know it's 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 nfl everything's even it's not college football everything's not lopsided any, any given sunday team can go and beat any team you know mm-hmm I think I think the biggest uh, thing to take in, into consideration is last year he played nine games. 2017, right. he played a full season. The year before that, he only played 10 games. So um, going back, the only time he had two seasons in a row where he played a full slate was uh, his uh, second and third year. Yeah, I, I do remember that. I remember the past few years, you said like four or five years, he's been very injury prone. So that is a bit a lot of quick question mark, big question marks around the franchise tag. But do you think he might have 
they might have done it just to get the experience on the team maybe and for 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 bro and for higgins that's a good question i mean it it could be um i would say no though i i would think there'd be a cheaper way to get that kind of mentorship yeah i agree like you talk about back a quarterback you know ryan even ryan fitzpatrick journey just you probably just need a journeyman NFL quarterback who's playing for 12 teams just to go in there for a year and help Joe Burrow mental, mentor. Definitely. You know? Yeah. All right, so the other person we have on topic is the running back, um, Joe Mixon. He was drafted second round in 2017. Um, let's see. They actually say right now that he's on hold um, until they figure out what they're doing with A.J. Green. I didn't know that about that. What do you mean? What does it mean by hold? Let's see. Because, I mean, Craig, do you think they're holding him on his contract extension or a tag or something? No. Uh, Mixon's going into his fourth year, so he shouldn't have – there shouldn't be any contract issues or anything related to uh, A.J. Green. Um, knowing him, he could be facing a suspension for something. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, that's a – that's a good question. And, and actually, I think he's behaved himself for the most part since he came into the league, but um, they really need him to perform if they're going to, if they're going to win a couple games. Yeah. Because they don't have, I mean, you haven't had a, a, a you, Bengals haven't had a, a solid running back since correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you know, Setter Benson and um, Rudy Johnson. Yeah, I mean they've had uh they had a decent one two punch with uh Jeremy Hill and uh oh, Giovanni Bernard. Um Yeah. But really as far as having like an outstanding guy, I mean the last guy really was like probably Corey Dillon. And that was that was when I was a kid, you know. I'd yeah. have to go back and look. My memory's not that good with Cincinnati. They've had a a lot of turnover there, kinda like kinda like the Browns have. Yeah, they have. They have for sure. Yeah, I didn't really have too much on the Bengals, guys. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, the the one thing we definitely talked about for sure, we'll talk about the positives here. We'll get the Bengals a positive. They had a great draft class, by the way. Yeah, they, they were, did. They were top – I think they believe they were top five, top ten a lot of draft experts' predictions or a, a grade, excuse me. Um, It's just – Cincinnati, I mean, you want to talk about the great teams because you can totally talk about the great teams all day long about how these teams are going to do this season. But Cincinnati, I don't have any high hopes for Cincinnati. They did say that, you know, they're obviously a long way from being done, but they do feel like they have, you know, good guys that they can work with and that guys that they can help realize their potential and maximize their abilities. So Exactly. I agree. My prediction, if we're going to do a record here, I think I think Cincinnati hits four and twelve or five and eleven. What do you think, Craig? Uh, depending on what the schedule looks like, um, I sure that's all depends. I don't well. even know that. Oh, give me a second here. What's their strength of schedule look like? It doesn't even matter. I, I'm going to like two and fourteen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, what? Yeah, I like it. Well, <laughs> like, okay, we, we'll probably just we'll, being honest here. We'll probably do like we'll probably start doing like more of a a a pinpoint projection when the uh, prediction the schedule comes out. Yeah. yeah, it's probably more fair because they could have an easy schedule, but I don't know. It's the Bengals. Two and fourteen sounds like 
pretty realistic if you ask me. So as a as a couple of early predictions they have right now, um the AFC North that we're talking about this week, they have the Ravens taking the AFC North. So is 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 way too early predictions. This is uh who is it again? Uh this was on CBS Sports. This was their way too early predictions. I got this yesterday. AFC North for the Ravens. Uh yeah, I just never want to leave. I just I don't know. As much as I hate the Steelers, I just never leave them out of a, play, a playoff picture. They're always weird. I mean, they can miss the playoffs. So they can they can just scrape by and get in, and they can just go in there with with ease. But um, this, Ravens, I, Ravens too realistic. This is yeah. going to come down to what we were talking about the other day with the inner division play. Because now right. that I have the strength of schedule pulled up, the Ravens have the easiest schedule in the NFL next year based on 2019 records. The second easiest okay. schedule is the Steelers. Fourth wow. easiest schedule, the Browns. And sixth easiest schedule is the Bengals. So it's wow. going to be pretty competitive. I mean, the fact that you're playing your – those four teams are going to be playing each other two games each. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's – the wins are probably going to be picked up out of the division, so it's gonna it's gonna depend on how you play, you know, the Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and Bengals. Yeah, they did have the Steelers as a wild card. Yeah, the Steelers are a wild card. Yeah, yeah, I can see them. You know, you like Steelers, like he's, they listen to the Chargers mm-hmm. and Titans. Those are, those are those are wild card teams. I mean, I never leave the Pittsburgh Steelers out out of a, uh, a division winner. I think they're always they can be solid, but I mean. You know, you're a Browns fan, correct? So, what do you think? Do you, do you agree with the AFC North prediction for the CBS? You said CBS, right? Okay. So, I would say that the Ravens are the favorite to win the division. Um, as somebody who would sometimes gamble on football, I don't allow myself to gamble gamble on my Browns. So, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like to uh, bet with my heart. So, I always try to stay away from prediction. Once I see the schedule, I'll I'll, I'll put a number out there, but um, I don't I don't put a whole lot of bias into it. But I think the Ravens are going to come out on top. Yeah. Well, tomorrow we're talking about the Steelers, and the schedules will be out tonight at seven thirty. So we can definitely do more predictions tomorrow too, yeah. as well. On which is once fair. we have the actual schedule. Yeah, which is fair because it all depends on the schedule. We can project our we can project a record at. Bengals could go. We can project the Bengals to be six and ten, but they realistically look at their schedule. They know they could do four, two and fourteen. So it's only fair to every team. It's not. I know it's not fair to just guess a team schedule. Like, oh, they might suck this year. But um, but yeah, I, I can see Ravens. I can see that for sure. Um, did they come out with any other divisions at all too? Or just the Ravens for the AFC North? Uh, they have the AFC East is the Bills, South Colts, West Chiefs. NFC North as the Vikings, East as the Eagles, South as the Bucks, and West as the 49ers. Oh, I have a lot of problems mm-hmm. with this. I can't wait to get into this. Yeah, we can, <laughs> we're definitely a dedicated episode for everybody, yeah. for people who are listening in. Just like, we should honestly just do a schedule, schedule prediction, way too early prediction for our own selves. Yeah. Yeah, and start grading out the other people's projections for sure, too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals, man, you can talk shit about them all day long and just, but I mean, it's all, each team is interesting as they come. Yeah. Unfortunately, I agree. no diss to Bengals fans, but, you know, Craig, they're only, only team, there's only, teams are only interesting as they come, you know, because you know, the Bengals are one of those teams that are just like, you know, not, not, not much, really much drama, nothing. So, 
Yeah. Well, did you guys have anything else? I this might be kind of a short podcast episode. That's all right. They're a, they're a dumpster fire. I mean, it's like it's like a car accident. Like you you don't want to see it, but you can't look away. Like there's really not much to say. Yeah. Is that I harsh? Is that, that too harsh? <laughs> no, you're not. You're 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 on the point. I mean, because we lived it close to Cincinnati at one point, man. I've been to some Cincinnati games, I, and it's just kind of like yeah. I was gonna uh, say we lived up in northern Kentucky, right under Cincinnati, and I definitely feel like the Cincinnati. Bengals and the Cincinnati fans are there. They're in their own world. Yeah, they're their own special breed for sure. <laughs> I mean, don't be wrong. They're not the the most craziest fans in the world. We might get some hate for this, but it's whatever. It's, yeah, it's I I, I did yeah. like but, watching them back in the day when it was uh, Carson Palmer and Ocho Cinco and Hushmanzada and those guys. Uh, that was a fun team to watch. Now it's lately it's just been kind of mixing. Mixon's entertaining. Uh, Dalton was. Yeah, he was all right. You know, it. I always felt more confident in our defense when we played them, uh, from a Browns fan perspective. But uh, their defense, I mean, it's they've been kind of lackluster. Those were games you, you know, you weren't glued to the TV as much. Yeah, right. I mean, I know right now too. Like you know what Tiffany's doing right now. She's going through every team and finding out the players for this year to look for the draft and stuff like that, the fun facts so that we help everybody to get to know them. Get to know every team, and that way by the time yeah. the season rolls around, we're all <laughs> familiar. Yeah, and, and, and it's just every team some, – some people – sometimes we're going to talk about we can talk 45 minutes an hour about a team. Like the Bengals, I mean, we can probably talk here about 20 minutes with, to them and come across something else too. But um, in other news too, we can move on from the Bengals because there's only so much to talk about. Um what about Earl Thomas? Oh, yeah. He has a big thing going on right now where he supposedly was caught in bed by his wife with multiple women, and she held him by gunpoint, and she got arrested. Yeah, this uh, there was there was really no reason for anybody to – I mean, I don't think there's any reason for anybody to point a gun at anybody. Uh, he's fortunate because uh, in the story they mentioned that she didn't have a clip in the gun. So she thought it couldn't fire, but there was one in the chamber and she didn't realize it. So fortunately, he got oh the gun God. away from really? her. But from his perspective, as tragic as that would have been, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That's what I say. Yeah, I agree with that. Exactly. He posted on Instagram uh, and on this on his um, on the story and was like, quote here, this is this is Earl Thomas quote here. Stuff happens. Stuff like this happens, bro. He said, "We're trying to live the best life possibly can, but sometimes it doesn't go as planned." I mean, I and if it doesn't get any weirder, it wasn't just multiple women. The story reported his brother was there too. That's weird. Oh god, I didn't oh hear about gosh. that. That makes it even worse. Oh my gosh! So his brother was like, I don't know if it was the same room or what. <laughs> I mean, but. So how do you think this is going to go for him? Um, you know, he fortunately he didn't uh, he didn't assault her. He didn't from all of, from from yeah. what I was reading, yeah. he didn't do anything wrong. He wrestled the gun away from her. Yeah. Um, when the police showed up, he was holding the gun. So hope you know if other people's stories corroborate that, then he he he'll probably yeah. avoid some punishment, but. Um, it doesn't look good. I'm sure you got a lecture. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's definitely not good news to go yeah. on your name for sure. That's like your whole intimate life out in 
public. public. Yeah, and you're right, Craig. I didn't saw her. It wasn't a Ray Rice, Kareem Hunt sort of situation, but still wrong. And he's still going to be people, fans of him, his family, and all that stuff. They're, NFL followers are, are going to put this to his name, you know. Like you said about Brett Favre yesterday about the whole with the um with taking the um the millions of dollars for non- no show events, which he actually started paying that back. Yeah, I read today he cut him a check. Yeah, the whole one point one million. Yeah, or something to that effect. Uh, it. Yeah, I I skimmed through an article that said he's paying him back. That's. Yeah, that's kind of I just skimmed and just read he's paying it back. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I know. So I don't know if you can check a one cut one point one million dollar check. <laughs> um, but I mean, honestly, a big. I think the biggest news today too is, yeah, talking about the Bengals. But I think from what Tiff said first, the schedule. I mean, what do we? You guys want to go into maybe more like? I mean, I think we should talk about that more when it comes, comes out. out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I don't get to have myself. <laughs> on that's perfect. On that point. Did you have a, anything else to add, Craig? Anything, Tiff? Nope, I'm good over here. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. All right, well, we thank you guys for listening as always, and we look forward to this football season with you, and we will get back with you tomorrow, and we're going over the Steelers. Thanks.